0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast, the Apples and Oranges podcast, whoop, whoop. where we discuss topics of today and how they relate to the Bible.
1: How's it going, everybody? I'm one of the hosts of, of the Apples and Oranges podcast. I'm Pastor Jason Cardinosa from Alive Again Alliance Church. in. Toms River, New Jersey, and as always, uh, to my right is my co-host.
0: I'm Ashley Duffer. I'm a mom and a student of the Bible.
1: Um, well, Ashley, before we get into the topic of today, uh, I, I think that we found uh, a wonderful moment of hope. Remember, uh, a moment of hope. Uh, we do here. Just we just take a couple seconds of our podcast show, uh, and we highlight. Uh, something that went on in the world uh, mm-hmm. to just remind everybody that uh, the world that we live in is not always dark, it's not always gloomy, it's yes. not always raining. Mm-hmm. So today you've got the moment moment yes. of hope. What, what do you got for us today?
0: Uh, so our moment of hope today comes from, uh, it was reported by today.com and is about a 7 year old boy who is named David Diaz Jr. Did and he did. actually saved one of his classmates Wow. Uh, by doing the Heimlich maneuver on him, which he learned from watching the show *The Good Doctor*, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's
1: really amazing. Yep,
0: he started to perform um, the Heimlich and actually saved this this young boy's life. It's amazing
1: that he had the the stamina and the courage when he saw his friend um, choking.
0: Yeah. yeah, like most right? kids probably that age would like panic or not even do anything because they're only seven. But he right. knew to save him. He knew uh, what to do. Yeah, jumped into action. Well. That's funny.
1: Thank you so much, David Diaz Jr. from uh, Binghamton, right? Binghamton, New York.
0: Yes. mm -hmm.
1: Wow, that was great. All right, Ashley, so what are we talking about today?
0: Okay, so our topic for today is politics.
1: Well, don't you realize, Ashley, that in polite conversations you never talk about religion or politics?
0: Yes. It's very dangerous. I do, I realize that, but we're obviously talking about religion, so why not politics? Well,
1: <laughs> I guess I guess you got me there. You definitely got me there, Ashley.
0: Yes, so basically today we're going to be talking about politics, which is a very dangerous subject, because um, basically everybody in America disagrees with one another yeah. in politics today, and um, there's a whole bunch of fights happening on social media, and yep. even like family parties like things are just crazy right now in
1: politics yeah in the past couple of years there have been demonstrations protests all kinds of riots uh, based on political upheaval Uh, and if you've been listening to the news we're getting updates uh, on the ongoing January 6th insurrection committee hearings yeah uh, when uh, this group of individuals uh, they they
0: yeah, they went into the Capitol building. Right,
1: they went into the Capitol building, and so we're not really going to get into uh, that particular conversation that's happening right now in the news. But mm-hmm. uh, it is it is another conversation. It's another uh, headline in the media today that is that is dividing this country.
0: Yeah, like some people are like, "Yay, go everybody who did that," and the others are like, "Are you crazy? Yeah. They're actually like in trouble for what they did." <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, so, but let's not get into that.
0: Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, but there is, like, even with um, people in my family and my husband's family, it's just uh, politics is causing a lot of division. So it's like a really, really touchy subject. Right yeah.
1: Now. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. is.
0: And like you touched on earlier, uh, it kind of <laughs> it runs parallel to religion. So um, you see, like certain religious people side with a certain side of politics and this is actually a topic that I'm glad that we're covering because I do I have this question a lot like at what point is it okay to have like so much faith in a political system if we're if we're you know like religious
1: yeah sure well and and a lot of times not always of course you see Uh, Conservative Christians tend to vote Republican. Mm -hmm. Non-religious individuals tend to vote Democratic. Then you have people sort of in the middle that are kind of undecided. They're more uh, liberal Christians. Uh, They may vote more uh, libertarian. Mm -hmm. So there is some correlation between your religious views and political views, but I think it's interesting that you use the word parallel. Because two lines that run parallel to each other never intersect. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that you use that term.
0: Yeah, right. And a lot of people bring up the, the uh, statement of uh, separation of church and state. Uh, so I think a lot of people think like religion and, and uh, politics shouldn't intertwine with one another.
1: Yeah, and I, and I agree. And I think a lot of people do feel that way. Uh-huh. Uh, let me just go a little sideways on the discussion a bit to just touch on this idea of separation of church and state. See, the phrase doesn't appear in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. What it does say is, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So it talks about not allowing the government to determine an established religion or state. You see, people came to America, they came to this land that would become America because they were trying to escape religious persecution mm-hmm. from their governments. Yeah. And this was taken into account when the constitutions, when the, father, the forefathers of this country, when they wrote the constitution. Mm-hmm. The constitution promotes freedom of religion, and it prohibits the government from interfering with its citizens' ability to worship as they wish. The phrase, it's interesting to note this, that mm-hmm. the phrase separation of church and state, it actually comes from a letter that thomas jefferson wrote to a baptist association in which he wrote that the government shouldn't have any influence over religious opinions
0: Hmm. okay so that's that's probably an important distinction there yeah um but i kind of want to know what the bible would say on the topic of politics yeah does it actually mention politics
1: yeah all through all throughout the bible Uh, It does. It talks about governments, uh, mostly in the form of kings uh, Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament and Caesars um, and Herods in the New Testament. And God was very involved with how the kings of Israel were governing their people and how the people of the New Testament were suffering really under the Roman government and the Jewish leaders.
0: Okay, so it actually does mention the government. A lot,
1: then. Yeah, it actually does. It actually quite often. After God delivered the Israelites from Egypt, uh, led by Moses, you remember in uh, in Exodus, mm-hmm. uh, God sends Moses, set my people free. Um, the uh, the Pharaoh doesn't set the people free, so they end up um, making a run for it in the yeah. the Red Sea. Right? He brought them into the wilderness, and God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and those were the main rules the people were to live by eventually yeah. the 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 leadership was set up by moses there's a conversation uh that moses has with uh, with jethro uh mm-hmm. and this is th- this is where um moses is really making decisions for all kinds of things petty things uh major important things and and jethro basically you know i'm paraphrasing now you can read it for yourself in in deuteronomy chapter 1 Mm -hmm. verse 9 through 18 but Jethro really says listen Moses there's there's no way you're gonna be able to do this Mm -hmm. you you shouldn't be answering for these little petty um, uh, issues Uh, you probably should be governing or you should be making decisions on the bigger uh, the bigger issues at hand so what Moses does is is you see the first delegation of authority Mm -hmm. by Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and uh, and he's he sets it up by hundreds uh, by 50s, by 10s. Uh, and, he, and he sets these, uh, these decision makers, the ones that govern the law of man uh, and the law of God up. Uh, and then later they set up more specific laws that uh, the people were to adhere to as well as judgments on lawbreakers. And this actually is the first government God set up for the Israelites. Oh. So you can see the whole pattern of governments and, and setting up the different authorities yeah. comes directly from the Bible.
0: Uh, so, so, but isn't it true that the Israelites would later go on to reject this way of governing uh, that God set up, and ask ask for a king? Yeah. And uh, and then weren't they conquered and forced to obey kings of other nations?
1: Yeah. It um, see, all true points. Um, the God God established the government, and the people uh, once again they rebelled. They didn't want to put their faith they didn't want to stand behind that which God built Mm -hmm. and so yeah They rebelled and their rebellion results in eventually being taken over by Kings uh, The King of the King of Babylon King Nebuchadnezzar Mm -hmm. uh, is one example of it
0: Mm -hmm. So basically yeah, how does God think that you should act toward these governments because like they rejected what he made, so now they're being ruled by other kings, and the way we have it today, presidents, and this and that. So how does so how does he like expect us to act? How do we know how to act a certain way?
1: Well, I, in answering this question, I think it's important just to remind our, our listeners again that our views, uh, the views the the views of the world are measured or mm-hmm. aligned uh, against the Bible, yeah. biblical principles. And whether you agree with the biblical principles or not, that's for our listeners to Mm -hmm. determine individually. So um, God does say um, in Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 6, I'm going to read it here for you. Let every person, every person, Mm -hmm. be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God For he doesn't bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. Mm -hmm. Wow. Romans. Yeah. It's all right there.
0: Yeah, but so that leads me to ask the question. I mean, um... I want to go a little off script here. Yeah. I have a good question. But, like, what about Hitler? What yeah. What if your government is telling you to do something that actually goes against what God believes or yeah. says is right?
1: So, can I just frame it a, a different way? Yeah. So, if I'm, if I'm hearing your question right, you're asking if your government mm-hmm. tells you to do something that is against your spiritual belief
0: yeah like what do you
1: do like if if like hitler Hitler said go and kill the jews
0: yeah and they like take them to concentration camps and kill them
1: right because this is saying right like every every person is Uh subject to the authorities if you if you were to go by romans
0: so like at that time period he was the what i don't know we call him chancellor right or something in germany
1: oh hitler yeah
0: yeah he was a chancellor Uh right or something and so they all had to obey what he said. Right, right. So, so how do you go about that? Is there not like a a right to protest? I guess I don't know. Well, or to overthrow them.
1: So there's an interesting uh, there's a, an interesting verse that we again we we want to search and seek out these answers from the Bible. How yeah. how does the Bible address this? So in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18, uh, Jesus says this now remember jesus is the son of god uh-huh. jesus cloaked his deity mm-hmm. to take on the form of a servant and a man yes and so he says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me mm-hmm. so jesus is the ultimate authority okay. says it right there mm-hmm. he's he's the top dog god's put leaders in place to do good for his people If the leader is going against God, then it's our duty to obey God. In fact, Peter got in trouble with his government for preaching the gospel, which Jesus had commanded him to do. Mm -hmm. And when he was brought to the high priest, he said, We must obey God rather than men. Mm -hmm. But in those cases, remember, you should be prepared for the consequences. Because just like the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Mm -hmm. see, these were three men in the book of Daniel, Um, the the king created this statue, and the king said, every time the musical instruments sound, Mm -hmm. you are to get down on your knees and worship me. Now, that's a direct contradiction to one of the Ten Commandments. You should have no other gods before me. Uh Uh-huh. And so the trumpet, the, the instrument in the book of Daniel, the instrument sounded, uh, and everybody, with the exception of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh-huh. got on their knees and worshiped the king. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, one of, the, one of the people in the crowd turns and looks to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and says, look, they're violating your law.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the king said, to the furnace with you, I got to burn you.
0: Oh, my goodness. So what I'm
1: saying here is that, A, to your, to the answer to your question mm-hmm. is found all throughout the Bible. Um, we must believe, we must, we must do what God tells us to do. So if the government tells you that you need uh, to, let's, uh, let's use some modern day terms mm-hmm. let, or modern day examples. There is a religious group um, known as uh, the Mennonites or the Quakers. Some also are called uh, the Amish.
0: From Pennsylvania. Well,
1: they're from all over. Pennsylvania, <laughs> Ohio, um, they're New York State. Uh, and so when World War II uh, was taking place, mm-hmm. uh, the government put in uh, a draft, a requirement. You had to go over to Europe. Yeah. You had mm-hmm. to fight the war. Well, the Mennonites, uh, the Amish, uh, they, they said, we don't kill. Our, yeah. our spiritual belief, our God tells us thou shalt not kill.
0: Yeah, that was actually one of the questions
1: I had. Right. And so the government said, okay, we're going to honor your spiritual belief, uh-huh. but you must operate for the army in some way. And, ah. so, and so a lot of them became nurses. They, they, they took care of medical facilities. They were able to take positions for the country uh, to support the country without violating their spiritual beliefs that's good. Right.
0: Where that, that's kind of where I can see the whole separation from like, like the laws. Yeah. I guess like they, they're trying to do what they believe and keep, still follow the laws and rules that right. they have put in place.
1: And that, and that also gives the individual the ability to maintain their spiritual belief mm-hmm. while also being, um, being a patriot For the country that they live yeah right and that's the separation of church and state yeah okay that's that's a very good example so it's a very good question you asked right there but again as as you'll see all throughout the bible um in the book of acts they're preaching in the square all of a sudden the the pharisees come and they say you're not supposed to preach the name of god Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, the the disciples go to an upper room they pray to god god makes the earth shake They've, they're filled with boldness and strength. They come down and they preach the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have to simply be prepared uh, for the consequences of the world when yeah. you decide to make a stand for your belief. All right. Yep. Great question.
0: Okay. So, uh, so like, we're supposed to obey the laws that America puts in place, like our government, yep. uh, because that's where we live, correct?
1: Correct. Now, keep in mind, those laws are, are laws that are put in place... For the safety of of individuals, okay. So that's why they put in speeding limits. Uh, when you're going 100 miles an hour, like you do on the New Jersey Turnpike, uh-huh. um, they're saying you're going too fast. You could cause an accident, and you can harm another individual. Okay.
0: They, uh, that's
1: right. wh- that's why they t- they put in laws about stealing, and, and these laws are in place uh, for the safety and the protection of other. Other Americans.
0: Okay, so that's a... It's a good thing to point out because my next question is how should the government technically treat us and, like, what, what... How should they treat us? Because a lot of times people would say that the government today is, like, corrupt or, like, their views they think are not right for the government to... Certain laws, like, they say the government shouldn't have... You know,
1: like yeah. they shouldn't have a say in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, another good question. And, um, you see, God, we, we need to be reminded that God is concerned about the rights of the poor and the oppressed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He tells us that the government should provide equal rights to all and not favor the rich and the powerful or discriminate against foreigners. Mm-hmm. Proverbs for, uh, 14.31 Exodus 23, uh, 6 through 9, Isaiah 10, 1 through 3, they all talk about dealing honestly and justly and not in a selfish, evil way with people being governed. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: God says there will be punishment for those who don't rule justly. mm uh-huh.
0: So then would it make sense that Christians who follow God's word and live by it get in a government job so that they can help the government be just?
1: Well, there are two opposing opinions Mm
0: -hmm.
1: about how Christians really should approach politics. The first is that Christians shouldn't get involved really in politics. Yeah. Right? Um, This opinion focuses on the fact that God's will supersedes every aspect of life. Yeah. Every aspect. No government can thwart his will. Right? In fact, Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 tells us that God removes kings and sets up kings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in the end, the government can't save us. In fact, the disciples in the New Testament never spent any time trying to reform the government. It's a very, very important distinction to highlight. Mm-hmm. They never spent time trying to reform the government. Instead, they proclaimed the gospel and directed the first century Christians as well as us today to proclaim the gospel. The gospel is a soul transforming message that'll transform the lives of those who accept Christ. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And in turn, transform the culture.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: The second opinion, right? That's one opinion. Uh The second opinion is that God cares very much about the world and how it is run
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the bible itself is political as we've talked about pointed out a whole lot. Sl- god set up the first government yeah in that it talks about how god wants people to behave towards him and towards each other he cares about justice mm-hmm. christians who are committed to justice and mercy and charity can help to shape the politics of their government mm-hmm. christians Helped build the American government. Mm -hmm. Our first founding fathers. Yeah. Christians worked to end slavery. Mm -hmm. And some Christians worked within the civil rights movement. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is one example. Mm -hmm. So Christians work now to oppose abortion.
0: Yeah. So. With that being said, right. which answer is right? Should they be in politics or leave it alone? Dun,
1: dun, <laughs> dun. Uh, well, first we should remember that the ver- the verse that says this. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Mm-hmm. I found in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. So you probably shouldn't show up to Christmas dinner and argue with grandma about the virtues of your political party. Yeah. And you shouldn't get on social media and spew hate at those who disagree with your viewpoint. Mm-hmm. As for whether you should actively participate in government, I would say since we live in a democracy, the very least you should do is be informed and get out and vote. Mm-hmm. As for positions of leadership, you should search out your Bible, spend time in prayer and move into the directions that the Holy Spirit is really leading you. Remember though, the one thing that I want to point out here is that when we asked Jesus Christ to come into our life, going back a few moments ago, we said that the the disciples in the New Testament, they they were not about about government reform. Mm -hmm. They were about preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. They were about making sure that every last person that they came in contact with knew that Jesus Christ was crucified, died for their sins, and was raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. And so when those individuals say, I'm now a follower of Jesus Christ, they surrender their own will. Mm -hmm. They surrender their own desire. Mm -hmm. And so if that individual were to go into government, they should be going into government for the will of the people. They should be going into government to do the work of the gospel they should be going in the government to transform the culture that that government oversees they shouldn't be going into government for self yeah big big thing big big point
0: yeah so so basically when we're there's really not a separation for christians between church and and state because it's really the way they live their life out you know right it's just all for god basically yeah. That's how they should be living anyway.
1: Our primary uh, in Matthew chapter 28 in the ending verses there our primary Jesus leaves us with a command.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Go and make disciples empowered by God the Father, Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he says he reminds us, "Lo, I will be with you to the end of the age." Mm-hmm. Then in the book of Acts, he tells us to go and make disciples in Jerusalem Samaria Judea mm-hmm. and all the ends of the earth
0: yeah so that's the most important here
1: <laughs> there and everywhere right yep. and and so right now you have a lot of individuals who are getting ra- you know they're they're in America we live in a democracy where you can you, you know you can protest yeah you can peaceably protest you can voice your opinions um and and just, i would just say do it in a christian way yeah voice your opinions. stand up for the rights that you believe in mm-hmm. but but do it in in a christian way
0: yeah not a hateful way not right. a way of uh, doing things against a certain type of person or because of their beliefs yeah. just like in a loving way just
1: like in a loving way yeah. i mean uh, there's a reason why america is such a diversified country yeah Many, many people flee their countries because of, of oppression, mm-hmm. because of religious persecution, yeah. because of poverty, mm-hmm. because they, they, they can't they can't make it in their in their country. Mm-hmm. And America is the greatest. I'll say it's the greatest country in the world yeah. because we accept them, yeah. because we love them. They're our neighbor, yeah. and the Bible reminds us to love your neighbor as yourself
0: Mm -hmm. that's the biggest job of a christian is to just love everybody the way jesus said
1: that's exactly right Mm -hmm. we're supposed we're supposed to love them and so i love that verse from romans chapter 12 um, that it just reminds us that we are um, if possible so far as it depends on you live peaceably Mm -hmm. with all live peaceably love all and live in peace with all
0: yeah and then in turn they'll be able to do the same thing when they get that same you know when they feel that love they'll be able to share that same love to other people yeah yeah and and there won't be any arguing about politics well i'm not
1: saying that (laughs) um but i i think that it it would definitely um it would be an atmosphere where you can tolerate hearing the other view Mm -hmm. because i think right now the biggest problem is we don't we don't tolerate listening yeah. to the other view.
0: Yeah, it's always one side is right and one side has to be wrong, and then you, they like have to fight about it. They can't like accept one another's beliefs, you know. Yeah, because one is so wrong and one is so right in in everyone's eyes.
1: Right, and then when the Christian reacts like the non-Christian, uh-huh. the the non-Christian has to say, "Well, what am I looking at here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, what am I looking at here? Am I?" Am I looking at myself in the mirror? Well, then I'm pretty good because you're doing the same thing yeah. I'm doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When when we live peaceably, it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Well, remember what I said earlier. Uh, when you make th- when your government says go to war and kill, uh-huh. and you make the decision to stand there and say, my God says I can't kill, uh-huh. you got to deal with the consequences. Yeah. And so when you make a decision to live peaceably, and listen, I'm not saying let others get over on you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Two totally different things. I'm not saying that don't stand up for your rights. Yeah. I'm not saying that don't voice your opinions.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess that wraps up our conversation for today. Thank you all for listening. Jason, why don't you let them know where they can find us? Uh, I
1: hate this part of the show because I always (laughs) get the apples wrong. Well, listen, uh, you can reach reach out to us in the comments section right below here in our YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, If you want to send some comments, you can, on Facebook, we're at the Alive Again Family. Um, our YouTube channel is called Apples and Oranges. Uh, you may be listening to us on Spotify, the Apples and Oranges Spotify show, and then there is Apples and Oranges on Apple Podcasts. Yes. I did pretty good there, right? You did. I did. So listen, we also we're we're getting up there. We're we're up to I think 83 subscribers to our wow, YouTube channel.
0: Almost at hundred. <laughs> we're almost
1: at a hundred. Our goal is to go over a hundred. So if you're if you're watching us on YouTube. We Mm -hmm. ask that you share this with your friends and family. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel and ask them to subscribe as well.
0: Yes, uh, you can watch us or listen to us every Friday. A new episode at 7 p.m. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. And we'll catch you next time.
2: Later!